<clears throat> I'm hitting my stopwatch on my phone, 2022 resolution. Keep those sermons on time. Keep those sermons on time. Good, I know. Hey, look, don't hold me to it, okay? It's a second day, all right? <laughs> Whatever I stop it at. When I feel good about it, I'll stop. I am so happy to be with you all. Happy 2022. I mean, this is, this is the year. This is it, okay? 2020, I remember going on a run, a big, fat, monster run, and I'm like, 2020, I like the sound of that. It sounds good. Went a little sideways for a, a lot of us. And I'm at 2021, here we go. It's a new year, turn the page. Turn the page, okay, 2022, this time. This time for reals, okay, for reals. It's so good to be able to do the first sermon of the first Sunday of the greatest year of our lives. Come on now, see that, you hear that? I hope you hear that at home, folks. There's some enthusiasm, some ebullience. There's a good word, ebullience. Another year, New Year's resolution, vocabulary. Well, I am here because I get to preach on whatever I want today. Whatever, yeah, Taylor gets it. There's a freedom to that, right? And Luke last week brought us, I want to say, and I told him this, the greatest last sermon of a year I've ever heard. I mean, it was so good, right? Reflecting back. And now as we cross the threshold and we look forward. So I have this giant Rhodesian Ridgeback. 100 pound dog. Who here has seen my dog? Put your hand. Okay. You've seen my dog. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Barb's seen my dog. There's a, this thing is a monster. He's two years old. And I don't know if you know anything about Rhodesian Ridgebacks, but they were kind of bred in, in, on the plains of South Af or Southern Africa. And they're made to run alongside like a horse in a hunt. Okay. These things are made to just go. My dog is 100 pounds, highly disobedient. <clears throat> I will not take the blame for that, but highly disobedient and yet a beautiful animal. And when you're walking with him, as you'll see us sometimes doing, kind of walking with them on leash and you know, he's just trotting along. He's trying to go for things. And it's almost a sad picture. Sometimes when you let him off leash, which he scares people. So I don't do it often. Right. But when I'm like, in PV, on a trail. I'll play this game with him where I'll let him off leash and I'll, we'll be running, we're on a run, and then he'll keep going, I'll stop, and I'll run as fast as I can in the opposite direction. He turns, as soon as he notices I'm, I'm not there, which sometimes sooner than other times, he starts bolting back at full speed. Rhodesian Ridgebacks can run 25 miles an hour. If you're bored during the sermon, Two things, there's a pot of dolphins going back and forth, that should be good. Or two, you can look up on, I think the kids are calling it YouTube. It's a Y-O-U, YouTube, all one word. And if you look up Rhodesian Ridgeback Running, you'll probably have to look up how to spell Rhodesian. It's a one minute video of this dude in his car and his Rhodesian Ridgeback on a private road, he just lets him go. It is one of the most inspiring things you'll ever see. This dog is so obedient, first of all, and he's so fast, incredible vision of being off leash. I've entitled this sermon, the first sermon of 2022, the greatest year of our lives. Okay, at least we got something there. Bar, I pay her to do that. <laughs> if you clap for a preacher on a preaching point, he's gonna look for that clap the rest of the sermon. Where's that clap at? Can I get that back? 
the first sermon of 2022, I want to preach a sermon called 2022 Off Leash. Some of you, now you feel obligated. Now it just feels like you're doing it because you feel bad for me. Don't pity me. It's 2022. I'm 40 now. Some of you, and I would say many of you, are meant to run much faster, much freer, much more frequently in 2022. Some of you are on leash. Many of us are meant to open up, to move, to bound, to redline a little bit, to move more quickly, more freely, more beautifully in 2022. And I don't know what the leash is for you, I don't know what the holdup is for you. I have mine, but there is an opportunity. We stand at the threshold of a new year and darn it, I'm optimistic. Not about geopolitical realities, not about epidemiological, there's a good word, epidemiological realities. I'm not really anchoring hope in a lot of things on those planes, but darn it, I am hopeful that 2022 God, the God who created you, whether you are here because you are a follower of Jesus or someone put you in a headlock and dragged you here or you think this is a different meeting than it is, whatever reason you're here for, I want to say I really believe your creator has designed you to run more freely, more quickly, more often in 2022. If you don't believe that, just for the next couple minutes, let me believe that for you. Let me marshal and deploy this optimism that I really, really have in my heart. That there is nothing that says 2022 could not be a year of freedom you have never imagined. 2022. But how do we do it? Like, there we go. How do we do it? Let me give you three points that'll solve that problem. No, I'm, I'm doing two points, two things, and these aren't the full answers to it because goodness knows the question of freedom, the question of how do I operate optimally in the design that I've been designed for? How do I run more freely, more quickly, more often in 2022? And so I'm thinking about my dog. I'm thinking about pet analogies. And so I'm like, let's look at a couple passages. Two passages from this, our sacred anthology of ancient Near Eastern and ancient Mediterranean texts we call the Bible. I want to look at two small passages. One is from the Greek scriptures, the New Testament, and the other is from the Hebrew scriptures, the hymn book, poetry book, that is the heartbeat of what we call the Old Testament, the Psalms. I want to look at John 10, and I want to look at a very famous psalm. What do y'all think is the most famous psalm? 91. Good. That's a good one. They're like, oh, great. Now, now, what? Tw 23 is one of them. 91 is one of them. 23 is one of them for sure. 23. Okay, it's Psalm 14. No, I'm kidding. I, know, like, I don't even know what that is. Is there a Psalm 14? I think there is. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. John 10, I am the good shepherd. I really believe that the key to running faster, freer, more frequently, look at that alliteration, in 2022 is going to be with our shepherd, not necessarily with us. 
So let's open up to John 10. And if you do not have a Bible or you just don't feel like opening your phone to go to a Bible, um, you can just listen. That's how these texts were originally consumed. And I've budgeted myself. I've budgeted myself on context. I won't give too much here. But so far in this biography story of Jesus's life, we call John, Jesus has been the chapter right before this in a dispute because he healed someone who has never seen daylight all of his years, who has only heard descriptions of color, who has only used other senses to explore this thing we call reality. And suddenly, this human being's life has been transformed. He has opened his eyes and is seeing the world for the first time. And rather than a celebration of a miracle in Israel, there is cynicism and skepticism. And the hall monitors come out and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's the Sabbath day. How could Jesus do this on the Sabbath day? He must be a false prophet. And so chapter 9 is this really amazing passage, and then it flows right into chapter 10. And Jesus has a word to say about God's people, Israel, about his role within God's people. And I think it's also a word that we can, for 2022, bring into our life. And here's what he says. He says, amen, amen. There's a Hebrew word transliterated into Greek, which we transliterate into English. Amen, amen. Just means verily, verily. Yay, verily. Everyone say, yay, verily. Doesn't that feel good? Kind of old school. Yay, verily. I need to say more of that. 2022, another resolution. Truly, truly, verily, verily. Amen, amen. I tell you, Pharisees, anyone that doesn't enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in in some other way is a thief and a robber. So Jesus moves into a sheep metaphor. He moves into a pastoral, in the truest sense of the word, metaphor. I don't know anything about sheep. I've been a Christian my whole life. I grew up in the church. How many of y'all grew up in the church? Let me see a couple hands there. Okay, good. So you, how many times have you heard about sheep, right? Like, I don't want to hear about sheep anymore. Like, now sheep, you know, let's do a few minutes on sheep. The fact is, I don't know about sheep. But I know about Rhodesian Ridgebacks, I know about pets and dogs, so we'll try to imagine. Anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. So this image is of a crowded sheep pen, and it's maybe a community sheep pen. The whole village has all their sheep in there, and there's a gatekeeper who kind of chills and is guarding it, kind of security. The shepherd shows up and says, all right, everyone, you, you. And all the sheep go, oh, I know that voice. All right, see you all later. I'm going with my shepherd. And then there's some sheep that stay back because that's not their shepherd. And the sheep know that voice, and they follow. And he says he calls his own sheep by name, leads them out, when he's brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him. Why? Because they know his voice. 
They will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from a stranger because they don't recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Why are we talking about sheep, Jesus? And so often, what is some of the brilliance of Jesus' communication is he forces us to look at reality upside down, sideways, from uh, vantage points that we have just never really taken. He sort of shocks us into seeing what is mundane and normal and forces us to reconsider. I really hope that 20, like, we take the moment. I know it's just a calendar date. I know it's not written in the cosmos anywhere, but darn it, it's 2022. It really is a moment. You're at church. I mean, you came to church on 2022, first Sunday of the year. Why can't we stop and just look and say, okay, is there another way I could consider my year? I've lived 39 of them before this. Is there another way I could live this year? So Jesus is using this figure of speech. The Pharisees, who are a sectarian Jewish group, trying to lead and influence as much as they can, um, somewhat successful, somewhat unsuccessful, they're confused. Jesus says again, verily, verily, yea, verily, amen, amen, I tell you, I'm the gate for the sheep. So he, he uses this, uh, he identifies himself as part of this metaphor, I'm the gate. Okay, cool. All who come in before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. And by the way, saved here is not just the version of like, when you die, where do you go? That, that's a, a piece of this term. But saved means essentially rescued out of whatever kinds of shackles and tied up situations you are in. If you're just having an existential crisis, you're doing great in every category of life, but you're depressed and you're angry and you're confused and you're blah, which happens a lot in our society. Jesus offers salvation, true salvation. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come, and I love this, John 10, 10. I have come to, uh, that they may have life and have life to the fullest. Okay, so a couple things, but the, the, the observation I want to make, or the, the suggestion I want to draw out from this passage, and there's so much that could be explored here, I could waste much more of your precious, precious time um, unpacking this, but I want to suggest one key to running faster, freer, more frequently in 2022. One key that I, I think would unlock a potential maybe you never even knew you had. You've been driving like Autopia at Disneyland. Remember that ride? Autopia, you floor it, and it just goes about that fast, right? You've been driving that track for long enough, and something needs to be changed. There's something that has to be broken open and unlocked in your life, in your relationships, in your marriage, in your career. In your, in your perspective of your body, in your hurts, habits, hangups, in your things that you're afraid, something has to be changed because you've been flooring it and you're only going 20 miles an hour. And I would suggest to you one key to unlocking a thriving off-leash 2022 is this one. Attune, there's a cool word, attune singularly to the shepherd's voice. 
if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, attune singularly. Incline your ear with the ferocity. Focus like final exams are tomorrow and your professor's going over what's going to be on them and you're just listening carefully to the voice of your shepherd. This will unlock, I would suggest to you, a far freer, faster 2022 than you could have ever, ever imagined. Notice that picture of, whoops, caught it. It's a good year, people. Agility, speed, instincts. Listening to the voice. There's so much freedom when my dog, my Rhodesian Ridgeback, 100-pound beautiful beast, when he listens to me. There's so much more freedom for him. Doesn't happen a lot. Let's pray for him in 2022. Doesn't happen a lot. When he, I mean, one example, we're off, he's off leash. We're, we're way back in like Westfield, kind of between the gates and Westfield and this trail. We're the only ones out there. It's morning just like this. He's running up over the hill. It's so gorgeous to watch. And he looks down. And he goes, oh, look, some friends of mine are down there. And he starts galloping as fast as he can like a reindeer, just as fast as he can towards what he thinks is just another buddy. Except for he doesn't notice it's dead behind the eyes, looking at him with the wild eyes of a coyote, right? This coyote's staring at him. He's like, oh, look, a fun friend. Let's go hang out. What are you guys doing, huh? And all of a sudden, there's another coyote. Whoop. Yeah, now we're like, okay, now there's two. I'm going, okay, Rhodesian Ridgeback 2. How much do I love him? Like, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I ain't laying down my life for a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Okay, I'll throw a couple rocks, yell. I don't know if I'm going in. Now, now there's three. No lie. And then behind, this is a great story. And then behind me, there's another one that comes up. I've never seen that many all at once. And he's like, oh, look, friends. What's happening with you? Why are you so expressionless and fierce? And so... He's not listening to me. I'm whistling, national, yo, national, yo, get over here. And finally I go, forget it. I just got to run. So I ran the other way. Not to save myself, by the way, okay? I am not a coward. I'm not afraid of a coyote. Um, I ran the other way because that's what it would make him follow me. And eventually he realizes, oh, your go dad's going this. Okay, we'll see you guys. See you later. <clears throat> Tie this in somehow, James, quick. It's 2022. First sermon. Don't blow this. <laughs> so, there's so much more freedom, though, when we're listening, when we actually hear the voice of the shepherd. Watch that YouTube video, that Rhodesian Ridgeback running. That dog is listening to this dude driving a car lazily, listening to this guy carefully, right? Just there's so much freedom when we hear his voice. Um, and when there's this secure attachment that we have with the voice that we're familiar with, like this is an interesting piece. We'll talk in a minute about how we can incline our ear a little bit more. Like maybe some like really practical things that we could start to do, not to earn it, but just to put ourselves in a position of listening a little bit better. But the more you listen, the more you, you incline and attune to the voice of the shepherd, the more other voices, you're actually kind of leery of them. This does not mean, by the way, that you only watch Christian movies, only read Christian books, and don't get into... I'm not talking about that. I think... Uh, all truth is God's truth. That is the absolute important thing to, to, to know. There's scientific truth. There's um, beautiful philosophy and art coming out of people that have no allegiance to Jesus. There's so much of it. And we as Christians, if anybody should be pioneering and learning and growing and shaping the conversation in the marketplace of ideas, not retreating back into a bunker. Okay, so let me be clear on that one. But 
what is, what is the voice that's influencing you? What are the inputs that are regularly in your head that you're maybe voluntarily exposing yourself to, or you're just kind of being lazy and letting yourself be shaped by more and more and more. The more you put yourself on the edge of your seat, listening to the good shepherd, the more you're actually wary of other voices. You're like, I don't, that voice that says I'm not enough because dot, dot, dot. Actually, that voice isn't, isn't from my shepherd. That voice that says, well, if they only really knew you, believe me, they wouldn't want to be around you. That voice isn't from my shepherd. The voice that says, if I just made 20% more this year, I'd finally be happy and safe. You suddenly go, wait a minute, that, that's not the, that voice is crackly and pitched and strange. I don't recognize it. That's not coming from the shepherd. The more we incline our voice, we have this secure attachment with the shepherd, with, that, with, with our, our savior. And we're actually more free. Because we don't have to go down the road of self-hatred. We don't have to go down the road of, um, am I enough to please my father figure? Am I enough to um, be, be still relevant to this younger group or whatever str we're struggling with? There's this cool thing. Um, when you're going to become a foster parent, you go through like a lot of training. And I think I saw Caitlin here. Caitlin, where are you at? Caitlin over there. One of our heroes, social workers doing God's work in beautiful ways with the most underserved population, foster kids. Okay, just want to point you out. I know you love that one. Get pointed out. Um, she could tell you more about this, but there's one training, uh, one, when they're doing a home inspection, if you have a family, they actually do this test. And I didn't know what it was, but they brought up, uh, they said, we need to, if uh, each of your biological kids, you know, individually, we're going to go in the room with them, just their playroom, just us and them. And this is someone who's obviously safe, but the, my kids don't know them, right? They're just the inspector and, or a social worker. And I, at first, you know, this is back in 2017, I'm like, all right, Michelle, be really friendly, you know, like, like be nice, don't be mean. Like they're looking for, is this kid nice? I guess that's what I thought. And so you go in the room and they're looking for something. And afterwards they tell you what they were looking for. They actually want to see, they're measuring attachment. Like how attached is this child to their parents or, or guardians? Secure attachment, when a kid has secure attachment, they're actually uncomfortable in the presence of someone else without their parents there. They feel a sense of this, like, is this, are you okay? Like, I don't, I'm not showing you my toys. Who are you? There is actually disordered attachment and this is one of the tragedies of, of a lot of foster kids that have to fate they don't have secure they've never made secure attachment they're confused about it and so you'll go to a park and this happens frequently go to a park and they'll just run up and hold someone else's hand and so oh i'm not your mommy i'm sorry like oh it's okay and it seems like oh what a nice kid what a sweet kid right and the, the tragedy of that story is this child doesn't, has never known security and safety. So when your kids are shy, like, don't be shy. I want you to stop for a minute and go, no, actually, that's good. That shows that they have secure attachment with you. And they feel like if mom's with me, that's where my safety is going to be. If dad's with me, I'm safe. And I want to suggest to you, the more we develop that secure attachment with the voice of our shepherd, the more free and fast we're going to be. God is not here to stop your fun, limit your growth, take you on a boring, tasteless path of life. If there's any secret I've learned from my heroes in the faith, some of which are here this morning, and I won't point them out because they would hate that. If there's any truth 
that I think their lives speak out is that it is an adventure and it is a constant, constant growth when you are listening to the Father's voice or to the shepherd's voice. Okay, so how do you do that? I'm actually gonna close with this. Okay, I'm not gonna go my second point. How about that? It's a new year, people. I'm only doing one point. I know you all are so bummed. Like, go more. We want more. No, singular one. <laughs> How do we attune to the shepherd's voice more carefully and more frequently? Okay, here's a few. This one's like pretty simple, but I'm just going to say it straight out. Like this sacred anthology of ancient Near Eastern, ancient Mediterranean texts that our ancestors in the faith have preserved and transcribed and uh, safely transmitted over the millennia. This the more we bathe in it, the more we understand, not just like I memorized this Bible verse or I got that, but the more that we actually start to enter into the story of it, the more we recognize the Father's voice, the shepherd's voice. We just hear it more. We get it more. I have done something. I'm having my students do something. Um, I'm, final, I'm on sabbatical as a professor, and I'm starting back um, in two weeks, back to Biola, teaching full load again, and excited about it. And I'm most excited about this one project I'm making all of my, uh, it'll probably be like a couple hundred undergrad students do. They're all gonna have to do an audit of their inputs, of their just daily inputs. I'm gonna have them reflect, listen to a couple um, podcasts on it and, and then reflect on what actually is coming into their minds and when. So what's the first thing you do when you wake up? What do you reach for? My Bible, of course, right? Yeah? <laughs> Why are you laughing, Chris? You know I'm a, I'm a man of God. Yeah, right? No, what, do we, what do most of us reach for? <laughs> Thank you. Some honesty from the back. I love, everyone's like, I don't know what he reaches for. I reach for a picture of my family, and I pray for them by name. Like, yeah, most of us reach for our phone. It's like, all right, what time is it? And, ooh, what's going on? Bup, bup, bup. Then what's the next thing? We unlock it. What do we look at? What are we looking for? Maybe it's just totally neither here nor there what you're looking at, but it's an input, right? If I was to schedule out my day and see how often and frequently I'm listening to or around um, various inputs. But if we do that, the more, I think we shockingly, we'll be shocked at how, how much we actually are listening to the voice of the shepherd and how much we're listening to other things. This is not a shaming thing I'm trying to do. I tell people you should be ashamed of yourself. It's just an awareness. Know thyself, right? Know thyself. Um, so the more that we're actually bathing in scripture and hearing it, what I'm trying to do, one of my New Year's things, is I want to listen to the Psalms first thing in the morning. Just listen to it. Boom. Streetlights Bible. It's a great playlist. The Bible app guy's weird. We've all established that. His voice is strange. But Streetlights Bible is a great, great album. You can just listen to Psalms being read. And it's like, okay, I'm starting my day with an elevated perspective, something different. The more we spend in scripture, another one is Holy Spirit time. This is kind of interesting. How many times, like, when's the last time you just got on a walk? I'm gonna go on a walk today. I'm just gonna go down here towards the water. I'm not gonna bump into anybody. And I'm just gonna walk and say, all right, God, here I am. Here you are. Let's talk. I'm just here. And just see what nudges, see what moves around, see what you're mulling over. Be present with yourself and with the Lord. And the more we do that, the more we expose ourselves to that kind of, and some of you are like, I got four kids. Like, oh, that's really cute. What am I going to do? Well, you know what? Some of this stuff we also, God could do in smaller doses. Some of this stuff we got to kind of be really creative to get time with. But there's an interesting one. 
Um, another one, process with others who know the Spirit's voice well. Like the more you're able to be real about what you're, what you're struggling with, I had, me and my wife had this, she's like knows the Spirit's voice like crazy. She's a super beautiful, super godly woman. I love her so much. And honestly, the last day of 2021, I had this really, really weird sense of like, gosh, I just feel like, man, like, like I'm not lovable. It was just a weird thing, kind of, at the time it was very vulnerable, I didn't want to share it, but I just felt like I'm frumpy, I got a lot of chest hair, you know, I'm going gray, my hairline, I feel like it's receding a little bit, all these like stupid vanity things, and I'm also going like, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm over the hill in my career, it's just, in my marriage, like, babe, I don't know why you love me, I don't think, you know, I'm afraid. It was just, it was totally toxic, you ever have that, where you're like, it's not based in reality, my hair looks awesome. No, it's, I'm kidding. It's not based in reality, but you just have it and you're sitting with it. And, and the, the voice I heard, not an audible voice, but the feeling I heard is keep that to yourself. You're going to look stupid. Don't say that to her. Don't tell her. And I went on this walk and I came home and I'm like, babe, we need to pause everything. We we're going to do this fun, like little family New Year's Eve thing with, with just our little crew. And I'm like, babe, I need to talk to you. And I just sat down with her and I just like, blah, here it all is and don't have to own any of it. It's not you, but I just want you to hear it. And it was like, she was able to go point for point and go, well, that's a lie. That's not coming from God. And that's silly. And, 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 and yet I'm so grateful you shared that. And let me, and then she's like, now let me speak truth to you. And she just spoke truth to me for like 10 minutes. And it was like, now I'm done with that. And I'm sharing it on Sunday morning in front of all of you. <laughs> It's so cool when you're able to be around people that know the voice of the Father, the shepherd, they can just tell you that's not, that's not his voice. And we do it as a pastoral team. And I want to do it more in 2022, where it's like we're able as, as pastors to talk to each other and go, hey, gosh, I just feel like, are we even doing anything? You know, is, is my leadership even, even useful? And we can speak back to each other and say, I'm so glad you shared that. Let me now speak truth to you. Absolutely, God is doing something and he's using you and this is what I'm seeing. And the more we're able to do that, the more we're, we're able to hear that's the voice of the shepherd and be able to like, that's not the voice of the shepherd. That's something else. It's not the voice of the shepherd. So freer, faster, more frequently in 2022, I really believe if we attune ourselves to the shepherd's voice, there is safety and freedom and playfulness that is unleashed. And ladies and gentlemen, it is 30 minutes and 29 seconds into the sermon, new record, New record, folks. This is exciting. I'm going to close in prayer. And it, it won't be like a, I won't get my second point in on the prayer. Sometimes pastors do that. And Lord, we thank you that you also told us in Psalm 23. You could read that at home. I'm going to pray. And then we have some communion up here. And, and it's like old school, like, you know, wafer and, and shot of grape juice style. But it's an opportunity um, after worship. I forgot we're one service today <laughs> after worship um, where you'll be able to partake and, um, and just remember this line, the last line. Oh, I'm not going second point. I promise. <laughs> the last line, Jesus says, the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. It shows us the length to which our shepherd is a protector of us. And so take um, after the next second song, uh, feel free and get up and get some communion. But let me pray. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and for the fact that you hold potential and opportunity. You have opened a road in front of us in 2022. 
And Lord, we want to run down it. We don't want to stroll. We don't want to roll. We don't want to crawl. We definitely don't want to run backwards in fear. We want to run full out sprint into freedom in 2022. You've given us the keys. Your voice is all we want to truly incline to. Thank you. And Jesus, thank you for your laying down your life for us. Amen. too. I want to invite you to stand with us. And just remember, I lost my voice, so you guys have to sing with us.
a child of God I am I am a child of God one last time I am I am a child of God and I'm no longer a slave to fear I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God I'm no longer I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God let's sing you split the sea one last time you split the sea so I could walk right through it my fears were drowned in perfect love you rescued me so I could stand and sing I am a child of God. just set our hearts on you this morning in the new year as we set our hope on the risen Christ the Christ that gives us new beginnings the Christ that gives us courage to see all that you're going to do for us in this new year we set our hope on you Holy Spirit would you come and touch our hearts this morning with the truth of who you are in our lives you are always with us. You are always for us. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation I turned to heaven. And spoke your name into the night and through the darkness then through the darkness your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul the work is finished the end is written Jesus Christ my living hope who could imagine so great a mercy who could imagine so great a mercy what heart could fathom such boundless grace the god of ages stepped down from glory to bear my sin and bear my shame the cross the cross is spoken i am forgiven the king of kings calls me his own beautiful savior 
I'm yours forever. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Then came the morning that sealed the promise. Your buried body began to breathe. Out of the silence, the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me. Let's sing it again. Then came the morning that sealed the promise. Your buried body began to breathe out of the silence. The roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me. Jesus, yours is the victory. And hallelujah, we sing it together with one voice. And hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Oh God, you are my living hope. Thank you, Jesus, that you are a living hope. And this morning we partake of the bread and the grapefruit juice <laughs> as, a, as a picture of your blood and your body. The price that you paid that we would know freedom. The price that you paid that we could come boldly to the Father and feel his love, feel his acceptance, feel his affection towards us. So Jesus, thank you for the price you paid. We honor you this morning. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for singing with us, guys. Well, communion's over there. We're just going to play softly in the background. If you want to make your way over, maybe the front middle can start now. Thanks, guys. <laughs>